1: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: I can honestly say none of the things that I have had come my way over the past six years would have been possible unless I found that connection with plants and felt those therapeutic moments of being able to let go of all of the things that made me wound very tightly, kept me very high strung and kept me stressed. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast
3: where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. Hi, I'm Lori Gunning Grossman, Hunker's Editorial Director. Today on the show, we have Hilton Carter. Hilton is an interior stylist, a plant stylist, and now we can call him an interior designer after the renovation of his new home, You may know him from his three design books, Wild at Home, Wild Interiors, and Wild Creations. If you're a DIY enthusiast or want some helpful tips and hacks for plant care, you'll especially love Wild Creations. The most recent book of the trilogy is the one I personally have been digging into. I loved talking with Hilton. Yes, we talk about plants, I mean, of course, but we also chat about his personal space, his home. He shares about the choices he made in the renovation of his new home where every detail has purpose. He talks about the great loves of his life, his wife, his new baby daughter, his hometown of Baltimore, and of course, plants. There's so much heartfelt gratitude in this conversation. So let's welcome our guest, Hilton Carter. Okay, so this is what I love that you're doing. And I have a copy of Wild Creations. Okay. I love it. Thank you. And what I'm hearing from it, and this was so helpful, and I was just sharing this with someone yesterday about plants— and saying I was going to be talking to you, is that you have the suggestion that we don't just go out and buy a plant and we just think to ourselves, oh, it's pretty. I'm going to bring it in my house and put it wherever I have a blank spot. You're saying you got to know where a plant is meant to be and know that first before you just try to put it anywhere in your home. How am I explaining that? Is that right?
2: Yes, you're explaining it correct. It's all about understanding the needs of the living thing that you're bringing into your home, right? So... Giving yourself the opportunity to succeed is always the best way to go about doing anything. So if you're someone thinking about bringing a plant into your home that you're excited about, if you push it into a spot where it's not going to get the proper light, what you saw that got you so jazzed and excited when you first purchased it at that plant shop, that nursery, that hardware store, that particular look, the day you purchased it, is going to change severely and you're going to be upset, sad, that's not a great way to start that relationship off of that plant. So you want to make sure that you're finding the spot in your home that has a particular type of light. And based on that sort of light, then you bring in a plant that can either tolerate it or can really thrive in that type of light.
3: Okay. Let's talk about a couple of things here. You have a newish home. You bought it about a year ago.
2: What did a year ago, renovated it for a full year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to talk about
3: your renovations. I want to talk about your sunroom. Okay. First though, I want to know, okay, you moved from your beautiful apartment. We've all seen pictures of your apartment into this home. Mm -hmm. Did you add more plants? How many plants do you have
2: at this point? (laughs) Uh, We probably added about five, maybe 10 plants only because we now had More space, of course, uh, to spread the plants out, but also we had outdoor space. So there are a few plants that I wanted to bring to the outdoor space as well during the late spring through summer where I had the opportunity to play around with some outdoor plant styling. But um, no, the number hasn't really increased Dramatically, because uh, my free time hasn't increased dramatically. Right. I have a new daughter, a new addition to our home. If I could find extra time, it wouldn't be spent bringing in new plants to care for them. It would all go to uh, caring for my daughter. So I think people miss the point of bringing plants, and it's not to try to shove as many plants into your space as possible. It's bringing in the the amount that's going to make you feel completely at ease and uh, stress-free and filled with joy. And I keep my number close to 200 because that's the number I know for a fact I have the time for, the ability to understand and care for, and I have the actual, I would say, um, room in my heart for, honestly. Anything over that, I'm really spreading myself to then And then that's when I'm causing the issue to not only my mental health, but also the health of that plant.
3: And now speaking of your daughter, Holland, she's so cute.
2: I can't express any sort of feelings about her other than all the things that any parent would say about their children. So I feel biased, but she's the cutest baby I've ever seen in my entire life. I think it's important that she's that way, obviously. I mean, and all babies are made that way because all of the stuff you have to go through to make sure that they stay healthy, you might not be so inclined to (laughs) care for them if they were (laughs) gross and ugly, right? No, I think in my mind, in in my wife's mind, she's the best little thing we've ever seen. It's been the best time of our lives, for sure, regardless of the late nights, the rude awakenings and the time spent staring at her endlessly, right? So I think having her as a part of this whole new chapter in our lives, the new home and her being a part of that new chapter has been everything.
3: And have you noticed at all your role as a shall we say, a plant father, a plant caretaker. Has it shifted? Has it changed now that you're a father to a human being?
2: The care that I put into my plants, the time spent tending to them, all of that has made me uh, better for this moment in my life as far as caring for Uh, our daughter. I mean, my understanding of plants and caring for plants made me better for tending to and loving my wife. I think that's the reason why she ended up in my, not why she ended up in my life, why she stayed in my life and, and is still in my life through all of the lessons I've learned Uh, when it comes to plants. And while my daughter is here and there's a lot of needs that she has, there isn't anything in me that would allow me to not handle the duties and the, I guess, the needs of the other living things in my life, Mm. right? Just because my daughter is here doesn't mean that I'm going to miss a step in caring for my wife, miss a step in caring for our pets, or miss a step in caring for our plants. I think it has only filled my cup even more so um, when it comes to just complete happiness and joy. And anytime I have the opportunity to, you know, care for any of these things that are in my life, in my home, I feel very fortunate. You're real sweetheart. <laughs> Thank you.
3: The way that you express your love for your wife and now for your baby and for your plants and the gratitude you have about your life, it's so beautiful to see. And is that something that's just been a part of you forever? Is it something that you've grown into? Like like the love that you have for your people and things is really beautiful.
2: I found myself to be a outwardly emotional individual due to the care that my mom gave me. My mom's very... Tender and caring individual, mm. and uh, she raised me in that vein. I think the idea of of being so caring now, as far as uh, the things that I have and, and feeling very fortunate to have these things, has all come about in my maturity, uh, older age. I guess mm. I think over the past seven years, mm-hmm. a lot of reflecting and understanding that every day isn't promised. Life is a uh, precious thing that we need to be very aware of and and try to tend to in the best way possible. All of that, I think, has been uh, shown to me through the lens of plant care. Again, I kind of go back to that, but I can honestly say none of the things that I have had come my way over the past six years would have been possible unless I found that connection with plants and felt those therapeutic moments Mm -hmm. of being able to let go of all of the things that made me wound very tightly, kept me very high strung and kept me stressed. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think over the past Six, seven years, I've learned a lot, and I try to, in every moment I have, express those things to those who are in my life and those who are close to my uh, Instagram account. If I can put any positivity out there, I try to do that whenever possible, and I just think it's important.
3: You're doing it. And when you think about, say, like the past six years of your life and you see the trajectory of your career and your life, Is it something that you feel you're intentional about? Are you dreaming your life into action or do you go with the flow? Because I saw in one of your posts, like you said, when you were designing your home, you designed the window over your kitchen sink because you had dreams of yelling out the window someday to your kids. (laughs) Right? Yes. Saying, come in for dinner. Like you're imagining. Of course.
2: Yes, as far as renovations that were done at home, yeah, all of that had to be planned out, right? You don't mm. want you don't want to waste money or time. We wasted enough time trying to make all of these dreams, the visions, these ideas come together. Those things were very planned out, but as far as the career path and the things that I've been able to touch and do and see in this space, no, none of them have been (laughs) planned out. Did I start sharing my care for plants and my love for plants to hopefully one day write a book about plants? No. Did I start sharing about my plants? and my care for plants in the hope to talk more about plants. No, the whole reason why I started sharing about plants was because I was trying to share my home, the the apartment that I lived in, so that I could possibly get those who lived in my area, let's just say the DMV, uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia area, to hopefully hire me to interior style a room or their home, right? That was the initial um, goal for my side hustle back in the fall of 2016, it just so happened that individuals who saw the post on Instagram were very uh, attracted to the plants. Mm -hmm. Many people kept commenting on the plants. And for me, someone who loves plants and loves talking about plants, it came very uh, easy to share that information. And I just kept sharing more about that and still showing off. Uh, the idea of style and design and why that was important. And it just so happened that a book deal came my way. And it wasn't like someone was like, hey, here's a three book deal for you. And they were just like, we don't know what you have the possibility to do with this book. We're going to print 4,000 copies. At the time, I was kind of like, who are they to say that I'm only going to sell 4,000 copies? I kind of felt you know, a little slighted by that. But I told them I'm going to sell 100,000 copies. And uh, around I don't know, was it May May of this year? Wild at Home sold a hundred thousand copies. Uh. They were blown away. Every single book deal I got from them was a single book deal. And uh, those opportunities then led to other opportunities, right? So I tried to steer this ship down this river, mm. but I don't know. Like there's many times, and I'll say, while I'm on this ship, I'm just looking at all the beautiful things that are along this river, this this lake, I don't know where, where, where it's going, uh, the coastline. I'm looking at the coastline and like, oh my God, look at that. That's really cool. I love the way <laughs> these things look. Look at those palm trees. I'm not looking far enough down uh, to see if we're going to hit some sort of, I don't know, waterfall. Maybe I should, but I'm enjoying the ride and I'm seeing the things come and so far, so good. It's working for you. Ah. <sighs>
3: Let's talk about your home. So you live in Baltimore. I do. Which is your hometown. It is. What do you love about Baltimore? I've never been there. What?
2: I know. Come on, Lori. We need to come out to Baltimore. We got (laughs) got everything you might want. We got... (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) What am I going to see? What am I going to do? Baltimore is known for crabs. So you're going to eat some delicious blue crab. Okay. In different types of forms. You might have it in... uh, Break the shelves open. uh, Cut your fingers up. Get a little old bay in those... Bones of yours, mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have it in crab cake form. I don't know. Baltimore is a mix of a lot of different, I would say, types of individuals, but there's a lot of interesting things to do here. Why Baltimore for me? I don't know. It called me. It called me back. Uh, I had lived in Los Angeles for 10 years right after Undergrad. I went to an art school uh, here in in, uh, Baltimore called Maryland Institute College of Art. But um, I moved out to Los Angeles, spent 10 years out in Los Angeles, fell into the film space, worked as a freelance director doing commercials and music videos and short films. And I fell in love with the production design aspect of film and left Los Angeles for New Orleans in 2014 just to shake life up. And then in 2015, An ad agency here in Baltimore was thinking of bringing an in-house director in and uh, asked if I was into coming back to Baltimore. I thought about it for a few months and then made the decision to do so because I have family in Baltimore, a lot of friends in Baltimore. I understand the city. It proved to be one of the best decisions of my life. So, yeah.
3: And now you have a home that you, as you said before, you've renovated. You've gone through the whole renovation process. So you are an interior stylist, a plant stylist, and now you stepped into the role of interior designer of your home. Yes. It's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, the details in your kitchen, the concrete, the wood, the brass, the textures, just all your details, details throughout your house. I noticed that you have curved corners in your house.
2: I do. Got to soften things up. Can't have those hard lines everywhere. You got to soften some edges. (laughs) That's what the plants do. The plants soften edges. Yeah, they totally do. So I mean, for me, like a lot of the work in the house was based on my, just like when I moved back to Baltimore, initially, I had moved from New Orleans with 60 plants. I had never in my life uh, had the thought to move into a place and needed a certain thing based on having a living thing come with Mm. me. So when I moved back to Baltimore, I needed a space that had a lot of good light and had high ceilings because I had these bigger plants that were coming with me. Situation here for the new house, it was a beautiful home. It was built in 1905, You know, old windows, a lot of one pane windows. Most of them were broken. A lot of them were painted shut. A lot of them were inoperable. So it was just like, we need to fix these things. So bringing in new windows, and in that case, if we're going to bring in new windows and we have this south-facing side of the home that faces this private park, which opens itself up to a lot of sky, which I said, okay, let's open up some walls and put more windows in. And instead of having just regular sliding doors, let's do a courting door so we can open it all the way up and have that sort of situation there. But the idea of bringing the outdoors in wasn't just through the opportunity of bringing in a few more plants. It was an opportunity of thinking about the textures and colors and things like that that are going to exist in the rooms in the home. So, in the kitchen, a lot of the wood kind of reflected back to what I feel are my favorite types of woods those warmer woods. So, you went with a red oak. And then thinking about the color of the tile and how those colors kind of reflect back to all of the like almost, I would say, muted earth tones that exist out in nature, but also in all of the planters that we have throughout the house. A lot of terracotta, a lot of soft, concrete, grayish, off-white types of colors. So both the tile in the sunroom and the tile in the powder room kind of work together in that respect. And then I would say the motif of concrete, whether that's in the kitchen island, the dining room table, or the vanity that's in the powder room, kind of connecting all of those things together just made more sense to me. And um, my wife agreed, and it it tied the first floor, because that's what we've renovated so far. It's just the first floor of our home in the exterior. Um, So we still have two more floors to do. We have the, the second floor, and we have the third floor, which... Are going to be very uh, time consuming, money consuming yeah. projects. So, you know, a little at a time, give us, uh, you know, give us some things to look forward to.
3: And when you were designing, do you have design inspo that you look towards? Are you just going off of instinct? Do you have mood boards you create? What do you do? What's your method?
2: It's a touch of so many different things. I think I rely a lot on what I think is going to work out instinct, but also things that I've seen. Like Whenever I go out into the world, I always take note of details that I truly do like. When it comes to the island in our um, kitchen, there's a small coffee shop here in Baltimore where they did all of their counters in the coffee shop with this concrete look. And I was like, I love that. That would look perfect in our kitchen this sort of the actual style itself will look great in our kitchen. And I spoke with the owner of the shop and I said, Hey, I need to talk to the guy who made this concrete counter for you so you can make an island for me. And that's just what I did. As far as like other inspiration, there's so many great designers out there and being able to be inspired and influenced by what they do. I think to me is how everything in my world as an artist has always been and being inspired by those who I see um, out in the world or have the ability to at least uh, come across their work here and there. And then also I will say this, in this home, a lot of the curved walls and corners, a lot of that's been inspired by my travels to Mexico. Mm. A lot of that is happening in Mexico City uh, that I saw. And then whenever I go into a museum, like an art museum, so much of that, like the negative space that you allow for a piece of art as it sits on a wall and understanding how far that distance should be from a window and having just quiet in the white. So when I went with the uh, the white that we used here in the house, it was like, I wanted something that was like a, almost like a gallery white. I wanted to have no baseboards and have these what they call gallery reveals at the bottom of the walls that connect to the floors because i like that sort of gallery feel to the home as well
3: now getting back to mexico that you said that's part of your inspiration i saw that you described your home style as a mix of scandinavian and mexican and you're calling it sexican yes Tell me about this, Hilton. Sexican
2: is. A, is this a new style? Sexican is a new movement I'm starting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that those two looks just pair so well together. They're basically somewhat kin to each other. It's just a mashup of what I felt texture wise looked really nice together the concrete, the wood grain, mm. the nice soft corners, like I mentioned before. But also, I just think the simplicity. That both share was a huge influence on what we did in the home. I think being able to edit myself here was the biggest challenge, not to overstyle an area of the home, allow some corners to just be quiet and allow one plant to do a lot of heavy lifting. Let one single piece of art tell whatever sort of story we're trying to tell in the space and have that be the thing. So I think both Scandinavian, Mexican styles and any sort of like Japanese styles as well, they kind of all come together to have these beautiful moments of quietness that uh, sit in the homes and they uh, have a real great sense of nature and allowing nature to come into the space in really great moments. Anytime I would stay in Mexico, whether it was in a hotel or Airbnb or any sort of uh, space we were in, there there was always this really cool window, whether it was a skylight or just like a window that fell into a nice little spot in the actual structure of the home that I just felt was um, something that I would love to And when I had the opportunity to do so in my own home. So when we had the ability to poke some holes in the walls, I was like, here we go. We're going to make that happen. And uh, I did that wherever possible, but at the same time, giving us the room to allow there to be leftover walls to to put up artwork and uh, to give ourselves a, a bit of, I would say, at least a little bit of privacy from the outdoors.
3: You know, one of your beautiful moments is the planter you have built into your floor where you have a citrus tree growing out of your floor.
2: I do. I do.
3: This is wild.
2: <laughs>
3: this is a wild creation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With, with the, the sun, I know your listeners can't see this, but the sun that I'm getting on my face right now is from that window that we cut out so that we could then put a planter into the floor as well. And I just think those opportunities are just like, uh, those are that was an opportunity that fell in our laps because we had some termite damage in our living room. Mm-hmm. And in that case, we were going to have to rip the floors up and redo the flooring. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was like, all right, if we're going to rip the floors up. We're going to put a window there. It would be awesome to not just have a plant and a planter next to this window. Could we put a planter in the floor <laughs> and put a plant in the floor? Is that possible? And I had that discussion with our contractors and they were like, we don't see why not? If you, if you have the money, wow. why not? Um, wow. But no, they were kind of <laughs> yeah. like, let's make it make sense. Let's try to figure out the best way to do this. So I was like, it has to drain up. You can't just sit in the floor and build up moisture. It has to drain out. So uh, they figured out a way to connect it with the plumbing. I wanted it to drain out into the outdoor planter, but uh, that was an issue because right outside that window, there wasn't going to be any plants under. It would just pour out Mm -hmm. onto, I think, our basement door, which wasn't going to be a good way to do it. So I think opportunities fell into our laps in some situations like that. And I believe like one of my favorite things about the house is the fact that we had that ability to put this planter, but also this particular citrus plant in the floor as well. It's very cool.
3: It makes me think about something that we talk about on this podcast is how our homes are expressions of our identities. And it's something that we saw even more so during the pandemic with everyone being more inward-facing. And so with the way that you've designed your home, if someone walked into your home and, say, didn't know you and didn't know your story, how do you think that it would express who you are?
2: Lori, oh, that's been the goal ever since I started thinking as a interior stylist is making sure that Whenever I'm not in the home and not in my space, if someone walked in who didn't know me, they would get a pretty good understanding of who I am. Through the small details, the knickknacks, the plants, the color palette, the choice of artwork, the choice of books, (laughs) I think for me, if an individual not knowing who I am walked into our home, they would think that I was or my wife and I are individuals who for first and foremost, have a great love, passion for detail and seeing that as something that can take whatever you're creating to the next level. They'll also understand this as uh, those who love the, the outdoors and like bringing the outdoors in with all of the windows and all of the plants. That's something that I think jumps out right away. Lastly, I think quick to understand the the want to exist in your home comfortably, like to have the opportunity in so many spaces, whether it's our kitchen, dining room, sunroom, of course, living room, to be comfortable. <laughs> So you're going to find uh, as many opportunities to lounge as possible to sit and and look at things that are pleasing to the eye, but also allow you to, again, feel like you can just uh, let go, really take in you know, nice breath. I think that's what they'll feel. I mean, for me, when I was planning out where the windows would go, there truly was that moment where I thought wherever you stand in the first floor of a home, I want from 180 degrees, I want you to be able to look outside three different spots. That was the goal. And what was great about that when it comes to our home is that every angle of our home is surrounded by other greeners there's trees or um, there's the park on the south side. There's a line of evergreens on the east side. There's uh, a large evergreen and some other sort of, I believe they're called laurels that are on the west side. And then in the front of our house, we have a slew of tall trees. So every window, even though we have a lot of windows, outside of those windows, the greenery is being almost framed Mm. and show themselves as somewhat works of art, I will say, but it's still letting that outdoor element in. So if you came into our home, you didn't know who we were, you would see us as individuals who um, have a passion for detail, understanding of color, art, texture, but also those who just really want to blur that line indoor-outdoor. For sure. That's you. That's you. <laughs> that, that is me. I would hope, I would hope that uh, individuals who didn't know me would uh, see me uh, as that. But at the same time, uh, why are you in my home and you don't know who I am?
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's true. <laughs> yeah, How would you
2: get in here? What
3: just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good question. Now, when you are at home, what
2: lights you up? <sighs> Uh, what are you are you talking about the home itself? Because I'll first I'm gonna start with my wife. (laughs) My wife lights me up. My my daughter, of course. I mean, that's that's a whole nother I didn't understand why my mom was so annoying. Why are you so why do you keep calling me about why do you keep asking me so many? Why do you say to me all the time, be careful? I'm a 41 year old man. Stop saying that to me. I'm not a child. I get it. I told my wife, I think I said this last night, I said, I'm going to be worried about this individual for the rest of my life. Like I look at her and I go, I have to protect her all the time through all of this. And it, it, it's so stressful. But I love every moment that I have to just look at her. And like I said earlier, we just stare at her and it's incredible. But if you're asking about the home, if you're asking about the home and what lights us up, I like to compare a lot of things to like, like a new product, right? Like for me, it's always like a new phone, the preciousness of that new phone. Whenever I get a new phone, uh, I'm very, uh, I would say careful with how I lay it on a surface. Um, I'm always wiping it down. I'm always trying to protect it. I, I'm never just like willy nilly with my phone. I'm always like very protective with that new phone. So when it comes to our home, like everything's like a new phone to us still. So we're still like, we love every single thing. Like I'm like, don't touch that wall! Don't touch that wall! (laughs) Don't, you know. So I'm gonna have to let that go. Given soon, the kid will be making her way around the house. But I think for us, the sunroom. Whenever I walk downstairs and I look at the sunroom, I'm just like, oh my god! Like that's where I want to be. Wherever I'm just sitting here, where I am right now in the kitchen and having coffee, I'm like. This is awesome. Being able to sit at the island and cook dinner and like really just have our family moments here has been just incredible. So, I mean, there's many things that like that illuminate me, like really lights me up. But I will say, like, sometimes I'll walk outside and I'm walking the dog and I'll just look around and I'll look at the house. So I'm just looking, like, looking at the neighborhood that I live in. And I'm, at a loss for words. Growing up in Baltimore, in the city of Baltimore, and the situation I grew up in, I could have never imagined this would be my life. I told my wife um, when we first bought the house, like in, in my wildest dreams, was this in the cards for me? Maybe, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see myself where I am uh, in this home. I've never had a place to say was my actual home. Um, I lived in apartment after apartment after apartment growing up, and my mother did whatever was possible to, you know, get us uh, a, a spot that was safe and, you know, had some uh, sort of uh, a happiness around it, and she made sure that the interior was filled with that. But um, having a place to call home that is ours, there's nothing that has meant more to me when it comes to like ownership of owning something, then uh, having a property to call our own and for me to call my own and to show that off to my mother, my parents. Yeah, so we're talking about what areas light me up, It's I'm fully illuminated. There's not one single spot that I go, oh man, that's really cool. I'm like, oh man, look, actually, this is my home. This house in this neighborhood is mine. And the individuals who live around me, they just got to deal with the fact that I'm here. The neighborhood I live in, the people who I live around, they're just awesome. So again, it's easy to be grateful when you found yourself in a really, I would say, awesome situation. So I'm just thankful for the things that have come my way. And I don't know. I'm just going to keep talking, Laurie, because uh... <laughs>
3: I love it, Hilton. It's beautiful. And I love the amount of gratitude that you express for your life, because I do think that often it takes a conscious thought to live looking around at ourselves in gratitude and yeah. seeing what we've created and what we're manifesting and what we're making, whether it's a baby or it's your first home or it's A beautiful neighborhood to walk in with your dog. It's so beautiful. Yes,
2: it's been special. So, again, just very thankful.
3: Yeah. I have one more question for you before our time is up. The name of our podcast is Being Home with Hunker. So I'd love to ask you, what does being home Mm -hmm. mean to you?
2: Being home means feeling the connection with those that you love right? The idea that a house doesn't really make a home. I lived in an apartment that was still my home. I never felt at home unless I was with those that I love. So whether it's my mom, dad, my, my cousins, whatever. Now it's whenever I was around, when I was with my wife or connected with my wife, that was home to me. I was at home. Now it's with uh, my daughter, my wife, pets, wherever we are Uh, together that is home right we have a house we made this house a home but if this house burns down tomorrow knock on wood wherever we are together we're still at home so it's a lot of the individuals the love that you feel for those individuals that make that possible
3: that's so beautiful (laughs) I love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to pull on my emotional strings over here and I'm not going to allow it to happen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not pulling. I'm just a curious person. That's all. and, It's lovely to see you and see the projects that you work on. And then in addition to see the love that you have for your family and the living things in your life. It's just really a joy to see a person expressing that. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today.
2: Of course. I really appreciate you having me on and giving me the space to share a bit about myself and those who um, are in my story. So I thank you so much. Thank you.
3: For more information about Hilton, find him on Instagram at Hilton Carter or head to his website, Things by HC, where you can buy his books, products, and learn more. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links where you can discover everything that's going on with Hilton Carter. You've been listening to Being Home with Hunker, For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman, executive produced by Eve Epstein. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio, theme music by Jonathan Grossman, Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer, Maury Men, and director of audience development, Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.